Hello and welcome to episode six, season two of Two Hands in the Heart podcast. Today, well, today I am Liam, uh, as always, and uh, I'm joined by two others. <laughs> i just seen his mic mute and I was going to talk to him because uh, he said every time he's going to mute his mic, he's eating an apple. Uh, TJ Mills, what's the story, bud? Uh, not too bad, Liam, not too bad. Nearly choking with an apple there. So <laughs> thanks a million for that. Uh, yeah, no, no point in complaining anyway because I get no sympathy from you anyway. So. Uh, none whatsoever. I like I seen I seen your mic going on mute there. I was like, how do I get this out so quick? I'm able to catch him. So uh, <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, also today we're joined by uh, Robbie. What's the story, Rob? I said I'd be nice to you. Ah, fuck all, fuck all. I said I'd be nice to you because I'm going to take the piss out of TJ and his apple today. So uh, yeah, we're all just yeah. going to lamp in on TJ there today. Yeah. Especially now, because his, his his mic is still muted, guys, so he's not saying anything. <laughs> he's, hopping, he's hopping off that apple, he is. That poor apple, boys, that poor apple. So, uh, yeah, and today we actually have a special guest. So, um, Jack Kenny, what's the story, bud? Hey, boys, how are you? Ah, we're all good, I think. That's good. Uh, a a, a uh, special guest sounds, um, special guest. sounds yeah, very good. Sounds very good. So, Jack, I don't think I'd give you a... A proper intro or, or a justifiable intro so um, I'm going to give you a 30 second to a minute uh, elevator pitch oh so pressure sell, <laughs> you have to sell sell me who you are oh my god it's not, it, it just sounds like I'm a, a prostitute or something yeah well um, you're 10 seconds in bud so oh god <laughs> um, yeah so uh, my name is Jack I am 24 I am from Limerick and um, I guess um, I'm probably most uh, notable for being a powerlifter. Uh, I started powerlifting when I finished college. Fun fact, I actually did college uh, with, with our own host, Liam. And when I finished college, I decided to just do something different. Uh, so I ventured into powerlifting. That's about two and a half years ago. And since then, I've managed to make it on to the Irish team and... Uh, I have represented Ireland twice, coming, uh, I think, fourth in a junior world, but then second in last year's Open Europeans. So, yeah, that's that. That's pretty pretty fucking decent, and you're actually bang on a minute as well. So, uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Efficiency. Efficiency, yeah. Pity we can't get Tita to be that efficient. Fucker loves oh, yes, to ramble. Yes, yes. Fuck you, Liam. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, boys, I think we'll just get uh, get straight to it. Um, we bet on to uh, the Six Nations. So, uh, we'll go to last weekend first. Um, actually, a decent game, uh, Peter O'Mahony. Yes. I think, I think, in my view, boys, that's sending off Walk Ireland up. Uh, Jack, you being from Limerick, what do you think, man? The home of rugby. The home of rugby. Um, I was actually very surprised with 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 how the whole match went because I I had tipped Wales to actually beat us. Um yeah. now I figured because there wasn't um a stadium for the fans, I thought that that would go in our favor because I just figured that uh, that stadium full of Welsh fans and that whole um atmosphere there would have really allowed Wales to kind of get a leg over on us. Um, but I was very surprised with how kind of things started in the game. And then with the 
sending off of Peter uh, with the with the sending off of Peter O'Mahony, I had completely written off our, our, uh, Ireland from there, um, and I was absolutely shocked with the actual shift. People like CJ Standard and Ty Byrne and just numerous other players had actually put in then for the remaining like sixty five minutes. I couldn't believe it. Um, I don't blame Billy Burns for uh, ruining the game for us. Um, an awful lot of things happened that probably weren't I. <laughs> but um, overall, I don't think it was actually a bad day. Definitely an awful lot of positives to kind of take to um, take away from it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, again, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say it again. I, uh, I I don't blame Billy Burns for uh, ruining the the end. Yeah, but, I don't. Uh, uh, it was a, in fairness, it was a decent game up to that. Um, By saying he ruined it, though, I can't blame him. <laughs> no, 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 not one bit. That's not one bit. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, TJ, what do you think, man? Oh, fuck, I nearly caught you there. I nearly caught you. Fucker. Um, what do you think, though, TJ? Yeah, I'd agree. It was a good game. Um, I agree with what was said there. The sending off really boosted Ireland. Really improved Irish performance. Um, I thought if we were able to keep Wales out uh, for a couple of early tries at the start of the second half, we had a great chance. I won't yeah. lie. But the worry was there when you were playing with 14 men for so long, that tiredness would begin to kick in. Um, I can't blame the final kick at all. Like, I mean, we're chasing the game. And I mean, there's a, a couple of errors made even before that kick was ever taken. Um, but I mean, the sending off was vital. Like, I mean, even though Ireland improved, it, it was always an uphill battle. Like, especially rugby, another sport you might get away with, like soccer, GA, or that. But I mean, such an intense game as rugby, you won't you won't get away with it for eighty minutes. And but Ireland lasted about fifty minutes with conceding the first try, was it? And I think that's a great achievement. Now. The big test is, we're saying last week, with France going to the Viva Stadium, if Ireland can kind of replicate the performance after Peter O'Mahony was sent off. I mean, if they can do that, I mean, there are signs of improvement there. Um, I think there's a lot of deflections this week with, um, with Jonathan Sexton and the French doctor. I think it's... Yes. May, yeah, just see... Do you actually see why they haven't named their team? They're meant to name their team today, but they're after putting it off a day. Um, so basically, James Ryan isn't going to be playing. They're going to bring Henderson in for him. Um, Ruddock is going to be starting as well. <clears throat> and the reason they put off uh, naming the, the team was so they can get give Sexton an extra day to be checked. Which I think, lads, just put faith into the younger tens that are there. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think I honestly I do think Sexton is gone a bit past his day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Robbie, you've been a bit quiet there, so I'm going to ask you a bit of an unorthodox question. I'm going to put you into I'm going to put you into Peter O'Mahony's shoes in that exact moment, and you've seen the Welsh prop in the middle of that rook. Are you going to do the exact same thing? Because I'm telling you, if I was in O'Mahony's shoes. And I seen a lad lying in the middle of the rock. I'm going to do the same thing. 
Yeah, well, like I think the the ref, um, the the Welsh guys were asking about it at the time, and the and the, the referee was like, it was unavoidable, you know, and only if, only on review. Um, so I think O'Matney was kind of he was entitled to go in and, and do a clear out, but it was just kind of uh, maybe the nature of the hit that was like you know the the blow to the head that was descending off, you know. So he was entitled to go in, but maybe he just mistimed where he was uh, he was going to go, and like you know, you can imagine in Pierre Pierre O'Matney's shoes. Like Paul O'Connell is sitting on the sideline there. He's probably after pumping him full of juice there uh, in the yes. change room before he comes out. Like, and he's he's like completely fired up, and uh, he just went in, and like any any player could make that mistake. Uh, but when they when they kind of on review, like it just kind of when the referee seen that he had to send him off, you know, because it was just the contact to the head, you know, the way. So for me, yeah, definitely yeah. go in there and clear out, clear it out. But you know, <laughs> with the, with the cameras there, you're not gonna get away with it after that, you know, the way. So, but uh, he he kind of had yeah. a bit of a mixed game before that. Anyway, he was kind of giving away uh, penalties and that sort of thing. I think Ireland actually played quite well for the for the opening part as well. And uh, just a few kind of penalties kind of uh, put them on the back foot a little bit. And uh, they played better than Wales for most of the game. And just when, when they got tired, there was massive gaps there. And that's when Wales exploited that twice, you know. So that was kind of the, the, the losing in the game, unfortunately. But they're pretty, pretty great. Yeah, good. Um, I have one more question for you, Robbie. What way do you pronounce yeah. Wales? Wales. Depends if I'm talking to a Welsh person, then I'll say Wales. <laughs> do you know, uh, just, just to let you know, there's no, there's, there's no WH. I know there is in the animal, the whales, but in the country, it's whales, W-A. So you're pronouncing it way, whales. It's getting yeah, to me, Rob. It's a, been getting to me for the last while. Getting to me the last while, man. <laughs> this is like it's, the tea. This is like you drinking the tea, man. No, I think like, you know, you're, you're entitled to put in a bit of a, a silent H in there, you know, whales. <laughs> the way the Welsh kind of say it, though, they kind of say that. Actually, do you know what really bugs me about um, Welsh people uh, saying island? They say island instead of saying Ireland. That kind of bugs me. So maybe I'm just trying to get them back. That's, that's probably it, yeah. So uh, to any of our Welsh listeners, uh, if we have any anymore, um, fuck you. They have all now tuned up. Yeah, we'll just do a quick, um, a quick prediction for next weekend, boys. So for Ireland v France. Um, I know I've said it last week. I think France are going to. Uh, yeah. I thought they were going to go through us, but after looking at last weekend, now I still think they're going to beat us. But I think um, Ireland will lose within a bonus point. Uh, what do you think, TJ? Nice and quick. So after yeah. doing some rambling there. Yeah, I won't disagree. I think Ireland will get within a bonus point, but it'll be a bit too much task this weekend. Uh, France win, but Ireland get the bonus point. Yeah, uh, France are absolutely the informed team in uh, the Northern, Northern Hemisphere at the moment. So, uh, yeah, Jacko, what do you think? At the I weekend? would love to disagree, but I feel just just as you said. I mean, I mean, France's team these days they are phenomenal. Um, they have definitely some of the best players in the Northern Hemisphere. They're just class. Um, now Ireland did put in a Fantastic shift, and they really surprised me. But I don't think they're going to be able to do enough come come uh, Sunday. So I would predict France will win. 
France win. That's uh, that's three wins for France so far, Robbie. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a, a win for Ireland. I think. Oh. Uh, depending on if we can make it like a really physical game and keep it nice and tight, and and if our set if our set piece goes well, then we have a great chance of winning the game. Now, if we're, if if we're missing lineouts or our scrum is going backwards, uh, you know, France are just going to pick us apart. You know, but I think if if our set piece can work, we'll win. Cool, cool, yeah. Um, I think you're wrong, but uh, we'll move on, boys, because. <laughs> Apparently, I'm going to say this with quotation marks, there is good games this weekend in the Premier League. Um, TJ, can you explain to me what a good game in the Premier League is? <laughs> Would you believe you're after catching me off guard again? I meant to bring up the fixtures and I completely forgot about it. Um, Fucking so- delighted for you. Strong <laughs> <laughs> cut rotten. Uh, I know Liverpool are playing Leicester. Sorry, bring them up here now. Yeah. Uh, early kickoff on Saturday, Liverpool Leicester. I mean, I think that'd be one of the games of the weekend. Um, the second game would be Man City and Spurs um, on Saturday at five thirty as well. Um, I expect a big reaction out of Liverpool. I won't lie. There's always a bit of a bite with Liverpool and Leicester. I mean, Brendan Rodgers at the helm there, former Liverpool manager, and um, Man City. If Man City defeats Spurs. It puts serious pressure on Mourinho. I think he might be getting the boot fairly soon because there's a lot of expectations there. And the reason why is if Man City win that, they're just going to coast home, really coast home. And there's a bit of trouble in the the Spurs camp this week, actually. Um, Now, I don't know the full details about it, but Mourinho was... Was the game last night, Robbie? Uh, Spurs. Yeah, Spurs. last night, yeah. And Gareth Bale wasn't available, and they don't know why. Like they're saying it uh, from what I heard today. Uh, Mourinho said it wasn't a career injury. Like so, I mean, uh, goes, could be definitely not in Ireland. The courses are closed <laughs> anyway. So, but um, yes, it just shows things aren't really that good. Um, and you should know this, Liam, uh, 12 o'clock on Sunday, Wolves are playing Southampton as well. So, so yeah, to give you a bit of I a did. hint there. So. Do you know what else I called last weekend was a Wolves draw? Now, I know I said a 1-1 draw. It was a nil-all draw, but yeah, a draw is a draw. I called it, boys. Yeah, like, yeah, if, you want, if you want some predictions for this weekend, boys, yeah, just come to me after recording and uh, you know, I'll, I'll get on to you. I can't be giving my uh, my secret away to all, all our listeners as well. So uh, Everyone's yeah. right once in their life, like so. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, um, yeah, that's all the soccer. I, it, that's, I think the games on Saturday are the big ones. So uh, that's all I have to say there. Good man, Tita. So, does anyone else have anything to say about football? Because honestly, boys, I haven't a fucking clue. Just a Man City Spurs game should be a good game. It's kind of intriguing. TJ was saying, like, uh, Mourinho's under a bit of pressure, and uh, like, it's it's an important game for City. If they can win that, then they're kind of in with a real shout of just kind of coasting away to the title there. So, and then uh, Leicester Liverpool will be an intriguing battle because they both like to kind of counter-attack so that could be like a real uh, ding-dong kind of back and forward game and always the early game on a Saturday is always like usually like a crazy game as well so that, should, that could be a good one and of course um, Wolves are playing Southampton and they just actually lost to Southampton today in the FA Cup I think it was so they could be uh, 
out for revenge on uh, Saturday or Sunday whenever they play again. So that could be a, a big one for you, Liam, there. Yeah, telling you boys, a, a 2-1, uh, 2-1 went Wolves. So I, I, I say it here now, 2-1 went Wolves. Get that, uh, you, Paddy Power you know, now, guys. Don't, uh, don't quote me on it or anything, but uh, that's my prediction. Uh, yeah, we'll move off, boys, before uh, I... Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember what I was going to say there, boys. <laughs> I think we'll just move on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, boys, there's a big argument in, uh, in the group chat there during the week. Uh, NFL slash rugby match. So the premise of it was, if you played... Uh, so if you got your best NFL players versus your best rugby players, um, you have 30 minutes each half, first half, NFL, second half, rugby. Who is going to win? Uh, Jack, I'll come to you first because uh, you know, the boys just kind of excluded two of us out of, fo- out of football. So, uh... Yeah, nice. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, like this is very, very kind of a spicy topic, you know, because um, I feel if, if uh, we had 10 games that almost all, 10 of them would almost end in kind of different uh, circumstances. Um, I do feel that the NFL players are genetically um, probably probably just better athletes. They're just so, like, big and strong and tall and fast. They're so athletic. Um, so I feel uh, with the intensity that they could bring to a game would be fierce. But I just don't feel that they'd be able to hold that uh, for a 60-minute game. Um, now, I know in the first half, obviously, it is NFL rules. And you know, it's NFL rules, but at the same time, it was in the thing, it was in the say the, the description that there's no timeouts, there's no stop clocks. Yeah, so I don't, me anyway, I don't think they're going to be able to last, yeah. uh, the pace of say no timeouts or anything like that. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel whatever lead that they can establish from, from, uh, from the start. They will need it because obviously once uh, we enter the second half, and just the physical nature of it, of non-letting up in rooks and mauls and just sheer tackling man after man and just that pressure constant for even just, I mean, 30 minutes, I feel we could take an edge um, because, you know, if uh, we have 15 v 15, our 15 men are able to defend, attack, tackle, you know, do everything, but they're 15. They are very specialized players. So um, I feel they could just age it out towards the kind of uh, kind of latter parts of, yeah. uh, of, uh, of uh, the match. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, man, I'm, I'm absolutely with you as well. Um, I think even in, say, the NFL portion, I think the rugby guys would be able to adapt and defend well just because it's such uh, an integral part of playing rugby. Is everybody needs to be able to defend and yeah. adapt to what's what play is coming at you or whatever. But um, I know Robbie is sitting on the other side of this fence that TJ is probably sitting on top of. So, uh, Robbie, what do you think, bud? Yeah, well, just to pick up on your point there about uh, the rugby defense, like, like they defend together as a group. Yeah, as you say. Yeah. What if you put like uh, a rugby guy one on one with an LFL guy? Who will like absolutely shred him because he doesn't have he doesn't have any other teammates around him. So say like if you imagine like say a wide receiver, he's out on his own being marked by a rugby guy. 
this, the rugby guy typically has three or four guys around him to kind of shepherd the player a certain direction. But if he's left one-on-one versus a guy he's used to one-on-one, he like he turned torn to shreds, to be honest with you. And I think as well, these are underestimating the, the work capacity a lot of the NFL guys. Because I know like the, the clock does stop. Obviously, it stops. But these guys are supreme athletes. They can probably keep going for longer than you think. These are like, you know, in great shape. They're very, very physical, very powerful athletes. And the hits that they would put in, in on the rugby guys would take a huge toll on the rugby guys as well. So, and I think they have a, a good bit of work capacity in there that you're probably underselling just because of they play with uh, timeouts and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't disagree with you. And at the same time, <clears throat> I can't see the NFL guys throwing in as big a hits without all their padding on. Now, I know their padding is only protecting so much and like they will feel their hits, but I can't see them going as hard into a tackle when they only have, say, a pair of gum shields in as opposed to their full kind of tackle kit. Um, I don't know. I think just the pure attrition of the rugby part of the game would be too much for the NFL. Um, as you say, they would need a massive lead going into the rugby portion and just try to hold on to that lead. But um, I think it'd be a very tough ask for them. Uh, TJ, what's it like sitting on top of the fence there, bud? <laughs> Would you believe I'm not going to be sitting on top of the fence this time? Um, I don't believe you, because you said that before, and you've danced on both sides of the fence just to come back to sitting on the fucking fence. Pick a side, Danny. <laughs> yeah, pick a damn side. So you better have a side here this time. Well, if you let me say it, you might, you might be able to hear it. Like, um, I know, being honest, I went say up last Sunday night was the first time I wouldn't have been working the Monday after uh, the Super Bowl. And it took an hour to play the first quarter. And I, I just couldn't get over it. I was all full force ready to stay up. And I just couldn't. I, I knew I was going to fall asleep. And that's where I think rugby will win head over heels. I was actually thinking of the point at the time um, last Sunday, because if you look at Padden, I like I'm saying, you will feel the hits, but I mean, the, the level of injuries wouldn't be the same really in an, or the risk of injury wouldn't be as severe as say in rugby because you, where you have no protection. Um, and there's no, a, there's a hundred percent injury rate in NFL. Yeah. Everybody gets injured at some point. So like, it's the same as rugby. Is it, would it be more lower body injuries than upper body though? You'd get a concussion, you'd get shoulder injuries, you'd get like 300 pound monsters just falling on top of you and you'd like tear your ACL, which happened to uh, one of the quarterbacks during the year. They just, he got like two uh, linemen just fell on top of him and he like, he, uh, his knee went one way and his body went the other way, you know? So like there's massive injuries in NFL life. But would this, I mean, would it be the same level? I mean, would it be the same, the same high risk of, say, concussion in, F, in NFL as they would be in rugby? Like? Yeah, like probably the reason why they have all concussion protocols in rugby, rugby is probably coming from the end. Yeah, I think, both, yeah I think they're both kind of feeding off See, each other. I know I, I know I can turn you on to my side, TJ. I know I can turn you on. <laughs> I know I'm not. I, I, I won't can, disagree. I won't uh, disagree, but I know if it came to a game, I mean, it takes, I just put it up in the group, it takes three hours, 35 minutes, take the likes of the halftime and all the advertisements and that outfit. I mean, 
maybe that's the aspect of it. Maybe there's so many breaks in it because it's such a big money making machine. Like for an advert for if for halftime in the Super Bowl costs five, four, five and a half, six million, I heard the other day. But I mean, just the level of breaks, like, I mean, I, I can't see where they could actually last the pace. Now, they were actually a deadly program. Do you know it was on RTE a few years ago, the toughest trade? Any of you watch it? Yeah, where I think Aidan O'Shea yeah. went across, didn't he? Yeah, and I mean, I know Gaelic football is completely different to rugby. I mean, but still there's still a certain amount of physicality in it, and Aidan O'Shea actually struggled. Now, I know he's completely an amateur player, and I know we're going to be discussing GEA later on, but, I mean, he still puts in a high level of training during the week, but going back to it, I, I just think rugby would have to win it. I really do. I just think for they, they put in a certain amount of work, but I don't think to be able to match the pace of... I think it'd be more physicality in NFL and it'd be kind of a mixture of fitness and physicality in rugby. That, so that's where I think rugby at edge of the I think at the end of it all, boys, it's going to be a lot closer to game than all of us think. Um, like as I oh, said yeah. in the group chat, as I said in the group chat the last day, like we're probably not giving NFL enough credit because we've never played American football. I know myself, I play rugby. Jack, you played rugby before as well, so we know yeah. we know the effort that goes into it. Um, I think I just thought of it there as well. Like in in NFL, Robbie, you have say like your your offense and your defense, two separate teams. So I can't see. I can't really see your offense doing good on defense and your defense doing good on offense. And like you, you can't during the play play you can't just swap them in and out. Like so, I think that's where NFL could nearly fall down as well. Yeah, but, but you could pick like fifteen guy or uh, eleven guys who could play you know pretty good on both. Like yeah, because yeah, like yeah. you have like the the li- the lineman the guy the big uh, fat guy is up front like. They do the same, but in opposite directions, you know the way. So it's not a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. So you can pick the same guys for that. And do you yeah, think like that last sixty minutes though? Because uh, I know well, you, you probably do, wouldn't do, pick do, as many of the big fat guys for the rugby guys. I, yeah, rugby guys. I know what you mean, but like, say, say you pick three of them uh, as your front rows. Do you think they're going to last more than thirty minutes straight through? Yeah, I think it would, because uh, they in like. If they were to be coached, like maybe you could say, like there's a little bit of coaching of rugby, and they had a bit of a game plan. The same for the rugby guys yeah. for an NFL game, uh, that you could kind of use their physicality and their strength at the right times. And like if if they're, if they're all defending like in a line in a sequence, like you know, like obviously they have their fitness would be tested to probably more than it's ever been tested. Like you know, but um, I think you're just like just because there is stops in NFL. You know, doesn't mean that they they can't keep going. Like you know, and sometimes they play like no huddle where they just keep going as well. So they could do like two or three minutes, you know, going constantly. Like it's probably rare it happens, but they are kind of prepped to do that. Like, and in a rugby game, that's probably as long as you would kind of go for continuous play. So I think you're going to sell them a bit there, but it would be a very close game. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, closer than we think. But um, TJ, I'm absolutely fucking delighted you mentioned GA there because I forgot to go near it. But I meant to go there after the Premier League. So uh, we go there now. Um, they're finally listening to me. They're saying GA is an, an elite sport. 
What do you think, Tej? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I won't lie to you. Um, I, I'm really surprised with it. I, I understand. I think there was a lot of maybe, and I'd be very careful in the way of saying this, I think there was a, they were saying today the reason why GA couldn't go ahead before level five ends is because GA players can't bu- go into a bubble. like. Um, but yet that statement was kind of made last year, but they were saying here we make a, an exception of, around it. Um, I just want to call I, bullshit on that point, though. Absolutely, Robbie. Thank was, you. <laughs> bullshit, that's but no no not that your point is bullshit but the whole bubble thing is bullshit yeah yeah oh yeah like, oh no definitely does definitely. anyone think that the rugby players don't go home to their families or the the air com, like the electricity league guys do they not go home to their families at the end of the day like I don't see what the big difference is there like so I don't know I think that's a bit of a bullshit excuse to be honest with you I'm going to be very careful in what I'm going to say but I think <laughs> It's an arse cover and exercise for the balls up over Christmas. And there's a few there and everyone knows that it was highly publicized around um, clubs. Some clubs let the let the GA down um, some intercounty teams let the GA down with celebrations after games and all of that. Now, you can't punish what five and a half, six thousand players for the sins of a few. And if you go into club players, you're going into the multitudes. You could be talking 20, 25,000 or even more. And I think that's where it's very harsh. I think the government got a severe fright with what happened. They realised here, we made a balls up. We opened too much over Christmas and we're going to extend the lockdown far and the GEA is going to suffer as a result. And the GEA can't really argue with it because they made a point last year to say here we're going to follow public health guidelines um am i happy about it no um because i can't see where they'd be a change if you look at the numbers before christmas they're nearly the same now uh, the the figures within say the cases are that so that's where i don't think the argument six but i think being honest and i invite anyone to call me on it i think it's a cover and arse exercise because things went so shit after Christmas and watching the documentary the other night and I won't go into it it shocked anyone and I think that's where I think that's where the decision came from but I think it's the wrong one personally I think it's correct (laughs) (laughs) Uh, to be honest I haven't a fucking clue about GA lads Um, Jack or Robbie do you want to uh, interject or agree with TJ on this one I actually would definitely agree. Um, Joe, I'm obviously not going to um, like name out clubs and name out people that I know were a part of all these, we'll call them festivities. Um, but, you know, things were... Like, yeah, I, yeah. I like that, I like that word. Yeah. I'm going to write down festivities here. We're going to use yeah. that in the future. Festivities slash kind of uh, celebrations. Um you know, like, I didn't go to these, um, mm-hmm. but, I mean, like, some of these were Joe going crazy, and um, I feel, yeah, that the GAA as a whole, um, it is very hard for these people to account for, you know, we'll say 10, 20, 30,000 people 
um, and then all of their associates and then all of their friends when they fuck it up in, in like their club clubhouse in the arse of nowhere. Um, I feel it just is, yeah, probably a huge bit of uh, a, a kind of a huge bit of a blowback um, and awful lot of heat. I don't know what the best way to deal with it is. Um, I probably feel that GA should just go ahead regardless. Because, um, you know, here GA is bigger than God. So I feel it, 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 it you know, should just go ahead. Yeah, yeah, fair point. Uh, fair point, Jack. Uh, Robbie, do you want to add in and there before our time is up? I'd say we have about five minutes. Um, so, Yeah, I just think the whole bubble thing is, is like an excuse for like they're not, they're not saying the real reason, and maybe it's just trying to, um, like obviously as CJ was saying about the probably numbers went kind of bad over Christmas and stuff like that. But I think as CJ was saying, it is a bit of a covering their ass sort of exercise. But I don't think like I know you're saying about uh, festivities in quotation mark going on like a club level, and um, that definitely went on, and like COVID cases kind of came from that and stuff. But uh, I think like overall, like the inter county game. Like, I think there was only one game that was called off due to a team not being able to uh, field the numbers for a game. Um, so it was kind of a non-issue, like, in the championship. Uh, so that's why I think, like, that the inter-county, like, kind of kind of pulling that is a bit harsh on them because they did, they did so well. Um, and there was, I don't know if there was any... There was very few numbers kind of coming from those games and stuff like that. Um so I don't know about the festivities and stuff afterwards, but uh, from the actual games themselves, there was nothing really uh, coming from that. Like, and I think it would be uh, a nice kind of thing to to f- kind of lift the mood because it was kind of really good around Christmas to have the games to focus on and stuff like that. So if we were to get going into like maybe a shortened league and maybe get into championship then and stuff like that, and then hopefully maybe towards uh, maybe, I don't know, September, October, you're looking at get, rolling out the club game then and... Uh, because of the nature of the club game, it's a lot more kind of interaction and stuff like that, that that could kind of go ahead. But now if you're kind of, if you're pushing it on, it compresses the season and stuff like that. So you could be like uh, almost kind of nearly pulling the, the club game for this year if that happens, you know. So that's why I'd like to see the GA go ahead because it's it's really good to, to watch and obviously really enjoy it and stuff. So there you go. Can I make yeah. one short point, Liam? And it'd be You can seconds. if it's less than three oh, no, minutes. No, oh, no, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm watching the time. No, 30 seconds. Actually, one thing, it just popped into me head when Robbie was saying it there. The, there are no, when the level five restrictions came in at Christmas, and I'm not going to go into restrictions, but the GEA were exempt from it. Um, the GEA was still classed in this, as an elite sport, but the GEA made the decision themselves and said, here, we're not going to allow collective training take place because inter-county teams usually go back around. They have maybe a couple of sessions before Christmas and then, say, get back into the real string of things, Welsh Cup and, into, or say, pre-season competitions before that. So it was actually the GEA made the decision themselves not to go ahead with it. And they sought clarification from the government yesterday and they were told, no, you can't go back. Hurry up, Tia. So, I know that's the longest, it. That's the longest 30 seconds ever. What do you think about Brian Cody as manager for Kenny? Strap <laughs> 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 back onto the fence, boys. Um, I know, I thought it was a fair point. I mean, the government... Tia, we, like we, don't, we don't have the time, man. We don't have the time. <laughs> I got to cut off. Cut off, lads. 
We'll take our break. We'll go for what TJ says our cursed was a crusty scone. And uh, we'll, we'll chat back here in a couple of minutes. Again, this is because we're too cheap to pay for premium on Zoom. So if uh, anyone from Zoom is listening, give us a shout there. You know, hook, hook us Answer. up. Hook us up, guys, you know. Um, yeah, so TJ, stop recording, pal. <laughs> Hello, uh, boys. We are back. We're back. TJ, how did your editing go, pal? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. It's good bit of stuff I had to delete eight of yours, but um, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. We no, hopefully, you know, hopefully we hit this 40-minute episode naturally and not because of your editing, such as last <laughs> week. So, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want that victory through cheating. I want that to happen naturally, so... Uh, yeah, it's called, <laughs> it's called skilled presenting, Liam. That's all it is. And all the grief I got that episode, I Absolutely. still got the 40 minutes. So, you, I mean, you only got the 40 minutes for one fucking reason, right? And that's because I was able to chat long enough to make up the 40 minutes. Other than that, it was half an hour, Tage, and that just ain't good enough. That, that don't cut it as an episode, man. It just don't cut. The reason why, Liam, you never get the 40 minute episode is you let us wind you up and pause. No, it's about two minutes. Because or about two minutes after I'm such a nice guy that I just let you talk. You know, I'm such a nice guy, I let you talk. But next week, I'm going to be, or the next time I'm I'm presenting or hosting, I'm going to be a bollocks. And I'm I'm just not going to let you talk to you. I'm going to draw, I'll do, I'll record the episode without you. I actually I won't because you're the only one here that records the episodes. So um, someone else is going to get. We kind of need. Someone else is going to get the chocolates. So, yeah. so um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be on there, lads. So we'll go to our picks of the week, and I have two picks of the week. I've probably mentioned them before. Uh, so I'm going to start off with a TV series it's on Netflix, uh, New Girl. Absolutely great show. Um, you can laugh at me for watching it if you want, but. Uh, Lads, don't knock it till you try it, as they say. Best show in the world. Um, it's up there with the likes of a uh, community. So uh, I know you three fuckers probably haven't watched either. So um, no. negative, negative. Nice, Robbie. What do you think of it, man? Robbie, you there? No. Okay, we got someone else, Rob. Uh, guys, it? Just give me uh, Schmitty. Uh... <laughs> Oh, we can hear you now. We can hear you now. Robbie, you're breaking up, man. I'm going to tell you to be quiet and we go to Jacko. Jack, what's your uh, picks of the week? Uh, So, picks of the week, I have two of them. Um, And they are both on YouTube. Um, The first is free. It is... You're already... Yes, we all appreciate it. Yeah, just to cut you off here, you're already better than TJ. They're not books. So, um, <laughs> stay yeah, on, man, stay on. I like yeah. it, I like it. Um, so, one of them is the 2009 documentary of of the Lions Tour to South Africa. Oh, yes, yes. I haven't seen it in, I actually don't think I probably ever actually fully watched it. Um, I obviously do remember the tour. Um, that probably would have been the first tour that I actually followed. Uh, as a kind of a youngster um, but yeah. it just goes it actually just shows an awful lot of footage of you know the players behind the scenes from kind of game to game 
Uh, it's about two hours and 15 minutes long. It's actually very good. Very good. I definitely would watch. recommend it. Definitely. And then the second pick, uh, this one you'd have to rent. So it's about two or three hours to rent. Um, but I took the plunge last week and actually did it. And it's called Free Solo. So uh, it is a movie about this guy called Alex 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 Hanald. And he's what you would call a free solos <laughs> climber. So they climb without any ropes or like any safety aids. So he just literally has chalk on his hands and he'll climb a like 5,000 foot mountain just, just like oh, by God. himself. What the fuck is making that noise, lads? I don't know. I'm looking here to try and see. And it isn't my microphone. It isn't Robbie's. And I can't see it being on Jack's because his is moving when it's talking. So it's It's not me. You can fuck right off. I'm not. I'm not. You're after after cutting over everyone else. I don't know where everyone else is leaving me. I don't know where it's coming (laughs) from. The two of you cunts did this to me before as well around Halloween. And I wasn't having it, boys. I I genuinely, I'm looking at the analysation of it and I can't see anything, even on your one. So I don't know where it's coming from. And I, I take a video of it the next time because there's actually nothing showing up here. So good, good. Thank God. Yeah, you know, I thought you were like singling me oh, out no, there no, again. No, no, when no, no, when no. it wasn't me, you know. No, no, no. Um, Jack, sorry to cut you off, man. Um, oh, yeah, man, you're okay. Free solo, um, you said. Yeah, I man, yes. I'd have to, I'd have to think twice about going up the stairs, and then you have this boy climbing a fucking oh, mountain. You actually should watch it. It, 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 it will just blow your mind because he just climbs up and he just, he's like not confident, but he just doesn't bother him the fact. Like, if he just loses the pressure that his hand is uh, creating in, like, was there some crack, that he would fall, like, 4,000 feet. Like, it's just so, it's just so crazy. Fucking sounds it, man. There it is again, TJ. Yeah, I, I can't see, I can't see anything. I won't lie to you. The only, the only time I saw anything was your microphone when you spoke. That That was it. So I don't know. So where you're you're, you're trying you're trying to uh, blame me again here, TJ, is it? I'm not. I'm not. I'm just thinking. Are the what's what's that film? Is it the Grudge or Great or what's that one? Do you know the? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's it's obviously it's obviously not one of your picks of the week. So uh, we we'll forget about it. <laughs> oh. We'll go to your pick of the week. Uh, yeah, I know it's actually going along the lines of jackets of YouTube and I stuck a video into the group during the week of a lad from Northern Ireland. His name is Lewis Nickel. Um, his handle on YouTube is Lewis Cuball. And the story of him is he's, I think he's around 19 or 20 now. Um, or he might be slightly younger. I'm, I'm not sure. But he developed Tourette's syndrome. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know that it's um, tics, it can be muscular or it can be verbal tics and he became famous, he started uh, recording videos to be going around Facebook and uh, WhatsApp videos and all of that of him doing the alphabet and Mary had a little lamb and all of that and the videos I won't lie are hilarious but he's doing them purposely for him to be hilarious to 
to kind of raise awareness for Tourette syndrome and how if people have it, they can still live a full normal life. But uh, it's actually worth looking up. The videos are really, really funny. But um, some of them are really sad as well because you see how kind of distressed he gets with it. But he, he does it to try and raise awareness for it. But yeah, that's my pick this week, actually. It, the videos were definitely worth looking at. Uh, but there's a hidden message behind them as well, raising awareness that. Um, so it's Lewis Cubal on uh, YouTube and his real name is Lewis Nickel. And that's my pick this week. Sounds good, TJ. Is this your, is that your homework done? So is that your bit of uh, comedy homework done or? Oh yeah, I know that's definitely, there's a hidden message there as well. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the comedy. The only other one yeah. I was watching is a Yoke. It's on YouTube. It's on Amazon as well, but I can't get it because only for English subscribers. It's called The Garage. Um, it's kind of a, a documentary of a garage over in Spain, but just it's actually hilarious and kind of informational as well. But uh, I definitely go with uh, Lewis Cubal uh, for my pick this week. Cool, cool. Sounds, uh, sounds good, TJ. And um, I'm going to be honest, I'm delighted it's not another fucking book. <laughs> well, um, with that said, I'm going to go to Robbie. And if Robbie has a book, I'll cry. No, well, I haven't read, read a book in years, to be honest with you. I like kind of informational books, but um, I don't really like read like novels or any of that shit. I just don't have time for it. But um, yeah, my picks of the week, I actually, uh, I love New Girl. Uh, some great characters in it. There's Schmitty and um, all the guys who live. I actually don't really like, uh, was it Zoe Deschanel? Uh, whoever, I'm not really a huge fan of her character, but um, the the other guys in it are the best. Uh, Winston and Schmitty, and I forget the guy who works in the bar, but they're they're all just uh, uh yeah, brilliant sort of uh, acting together. So it's it's a really good show. Uh, that's a good show. Yeah, like starting off, uh, it's Nick that you're on about. Um, Nick was my favorite starting off, but then the more I went on, the more I loved Winston, and Winston was definitely my favorite by the time uh, the last season came around. Robbie, you're gone again, man. Vincent, he's just like, he's got so many gems. And Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Jez, Robbie, fix your fucking internet, man. Back arse is funny, Fucking hell. Uh, just tell you, I'm on lock. You're on what? <laughs> Robbie. <laughs> this is um, a great interview. Yeah, um... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm on location, that's all I can say. Um, but anyway. Okay. I'll carry on, carry on. So just the guys on YouTube uh, just reminded me that there's actually a full uh, movie on YouTube is uh, Starship Troopers. I don't know if you've seen this movie before, but it's uh, brilliant about humans going to a different planet and uh, fighting aliens and stuff. It's it's pretty cool. And it's kind of a bit of, kind of humor in it as well. And it's, uh, it's kind of cheesy. It's good. Uh, but my... Which is on Netflix, which is Jean-Claude Van Damme, which is... Uh, Ultra cheesy and ultra eighties act. Robbie, man, your internet is all over the fucking shop. I, um, I'm going to guess. Uh, I think he's talking about Bloodsport, is he? Yeah, yeah. Influence, which is all about. Uh, yeah. Bloodsport, I don't think you can hear it. Yeah. yeah. All right, so go on. Man, carry on, carry on, carry on. Your internet is all over the place, man. <laughs> <laughs>
lads, oh, I'm not, lads, I make it an excuse straight away. I'm not even going to try and edit that because no, no, no. Keep it too keep funny. It in. It's too funny, <laughs> like it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, best to keep it the way it is. So, boys, we'll bet on. Uh, we'll go to the high ball. Oh, oh. high ball. Yup. So, <laughs> we can hear you now. We've moved on, Rob. We've moved on. I'm on my dad now, so take it easy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. We'll we'll you're on about blood sport anyway, you are. Blood sport and uh, defiant ones, uh Dr. Dre documentary on Netflix. Oh, that, that is so good. Yeah. Cool. Check it out. So uh we definitely will, Robbie, but uh as we said, we have moved on to the high ball. Cool. Oh. The high so, ball. So um <laughs> yes, Tita, that's what I said, man. <laughs> so nice and simple, boys, with uh with Valentine's coming around the corner and me being too lazy to uh come up with a high ball. Um we're just gonna go with the one that's either TJ or Robbie turned into the group chat. I'm not I too know, sure. Robbie Robbie takes the credit for this one, so Okay, okay. But TJ, you'll probably have the best story here. So um <laughs> well, I've got the best story, hundred percent. Mine is Ooh, tragic well. and funny. Mine is tragic oh. and funny. Tragic and funny. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a good combo. So, um, nice and simple, boys. Uh, your worst Valentine day, the fuck, your worst Valentine date ever. I think that was the topic, was it? Yeah. Cool. So, uh, Robbie, with yours being uh, tragic and funny, all at the same time, take it away, bud. Yeah, so uh, just want to cast. This was kind of a good while ago. This was I can remember the year because um, it was the month before my oldest son was born. So it was in February two thousand and nine. Okay? okay, and basically, kind of during the week, uh, I said to Maria, uh, she's my partner, and I said to her, "Where do you want to go?" Uh, so our last kind of Valentine's before our son is born. What do you want to do? She's like, "Right." A restaurant. I was like, "Oh, how about Joelle's? Joelle's is kind of a well-known restaurant from where I'm from." So I was like, "Right, we're going to go to Joelle's." So I rang up Joelle's, and they were like, "Hey, you can't uh, book a table." So I was like, "Okay." So we just show up, and blah blah blah. So anyway, we rock up to Joelle's, and there's a queue a mile long. There's me standing there with uh, eight months pregnant uh, woman. Uh, <laughs> it's not for we weren't going to wait around for too long. So you're like, "Right, we're going to head into uh, Liffey Valley. We'll go to the cinema." So anyway, we went to the cinema and nothing really on that she wanted to go see. So I was like, right, fair enough. We'll go to get some Eddie Rockets or something like that. So we went to Eddie Rockets, queue a mile long. So I was like, here, what the fuck are we going to do? So we ended up uh, going <laughs> going back home and we got like a bag of chips and we were kind of sitting in the car. And then all of a sudden she just kind of burst out crying. And she's like, oh my God, this is the last Valentine's Day before I have a baby and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, just feeling like, the worst person in the world that we had such a shit uh, end to like a, a Valentine's uh, day. So yeah, so it was kind of pretty tragic, but it is kind of often referred to back to now as kind of, we actually laugh about it a lot now. And, uh, you know, in this whole COVID times and all that sort of stuff, I'm sure she'd be glad to uh, go out in the car with a bag of chips for me and maybe a bit of a something else. If you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, a bit of something. A bit of something. <laughs> something. So yeah. I have one question for you, Robbie. Was it yeah. a decent bag of chips? Oh, it was great. Well, sure, we were starving at this point. We were after <laughs> going out like nearly two hours ago. 
she was to me there hopping off the bag of chips and then she starts crying and like I hear I just want to I just want to enjoy my chips like <laughs> I just want to enjoy my chips yeah <laughs> um, TJ I'm going to leave your story for last because no doubt um, I'm going to get a good laugh over it uh, so Jack uh, take it away bud um, I don't have any majorly bad Valentine stories um, the the only one that comes to mind was I think maybe three years ago, um, I was seeing this girl and obviously I think I was seeing her for maybe a month or two and obviously Valentine's Day came up. So I said I'd pick her up at her house and then we'd go on a date. And because I was going to pick her up, I knew her family were going to be there. And this was the first time that I would have met her mother and father. So I thought Valentine's first time I'm meeting her parents. I'm going to have to put on some sort of a show here. I am going to have to hide the kind of degenerate I am. So I thought I would buy flowers and, you know, kind of go along that line. So I got there um, with flowers. And I mean, her mother and me really got on. Like she was sound, but her dad, her dad was a prick. Absolute (laughs) asshole. Like he just knew... I just knew he like he thought there's this young buck walking in now and he's and he's and he's just trying to take my daughter. So we just sat down in the in the uh, sitting room and the girl that I was seeing at the time was upstairs, so her mother ran upstairs. So then there's just me and him sitting across from each other. And it was only I don't know, maybe sixty seconds long, but those moments felt like hours. And we didn't talk. But every time I would look at him, he was just staring at me. Just like really like open leg stance, trying to uh, like you know, you know, like trying to assert dominance. And I was just kind of looking and you know that look you give to somebody when you like see someone from far away and do like a half a like kind of half of a nod and you kind of just like look at each other. I just kept doing that, hoping that it would end, but it just never did. And then when and then when I left. I just knew for a fact I'm never going back there, and that is it. So I had a great night, but I had my mind made up that I was like, I'm never seeing this girl ever again. <laughs> that sounds fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. It was so, so awkward. Like. Yeah. But like, as you said, those, those couple of moments would seem like an absolute etern- eternity. Like, Oh, my God. Yeah, they just went on forever. <laughs> That's uh, th- Yeah, that, that was a bit tough, all right? Um TJ, we got you, man. Um, wow yeah, I, me. I think I'm going to disappoint you tonight, lads. Uh, not for the first time, but... Uh... <laughs> Just like that Valentine's Day, what? <laughs> yeah. It technically wasn't Valentine's Day, and that's the reason why. Um, the wor- I, so I, I researched, I won't say a research, but I've done the worst date, so I never, I didn't think of Valentine's. I thought it was the worst date. So if you allow me, um, I was matched with this girl on Tinder and we we're chatting for a while. Things were going great and we arranged the date. She actually arranged it first. So um, everything was grand. But didn't she go on a two day bender up in Galway um, before the date? So she texts me. She arrived about, what, 40 minutes late. Table was booked in really nice restaurant in Kilkenny and make it worse the early part of that day I didn't start feeling I started feeling not great 
absolutely in bits with my stomach. So I was saying, here, I can cancel this and went to the date anyway. And like I was saying, she was late, came in, went in, sat down, everything, everything was going grand. And then the day from hell started. Five minutes in, um, do you know the way you usually look at menus, see what you could order? I couldn't eat a thing. Absolutely couldn't eat a thing. So I said, not to look like a fucking stook here. I ordered a side of chips that I only, I think I ate half of one out of it. But then she just started berating me about boyfriend's past and especially her ex, the very recent ex that he was an absolute scanger and all of this. In other words, that just absolute bollocks, in other words. So we're chatting away for a while anyway. And who did it turn out to be only a good friend of mine was actually Dex. So, uh, well, I wouldn't say a real best, best friend, but it was a lad I would have worked in in media with. So I'd be very careful (laughs) with what I say here, but it was someone I worked in media with. And then all of a sudden, did you ever hear a real loud, long drum solo that just goes on forever? I had to run to the toilet. Simple as that. I was in there for about 15, 20 minutes, came out, and that was... Just dropping an absolute load, so you oh, were. It was, <laughs> oh, it was absolutely brutal. Like It was actually horrendous. And I came out, and I was actually still shaking. Like It was so violent. Like, it was still shaking. Damn. So, <laughs> but then that was grand. Went outside, we started chatting away, and I said, here she kind of said yeah here we arrange second days I said I go for it but then I got it I customary thing a couple of days later you text and say here really enjoyed it we must do it again and she texted me and said oh I'm never meeting you again you absolute I just thought to myself you bitch I tell you delighted Peter fucking delighted tell you <laughs> I, would you believe it was kind of the stage where did you ever kind of not take to someone and then you kind of warm to them and then they fucking just dump you in a sense. I won't say dump you because you're only kind of meeting them, but then they hit a clangor and say, here, no, I'm not doing it again. And you didn't want to give them a chance in the first place. But yeah, that's it. So I told you I disappoint. But uh, yeah, I, it was actually literally a shit day. Yeah, right. So, boys, I think I'll bring a bit of comedy into this one. Um, yeah. I'll go a bit off. I go a bit off the cuff, and I won't say I won't say about dates. But um, TJ, you know the black tie ball that was behind in Pinky oh, Kelly. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> it's a val- Valentine's ball, uh, lads. Basically, so um, I went to this, and I went to watch. No, I went real early. It was in Pinky Kenny. I went real early to watch uh, England were playing Wales in the Six Nations beforehand. I was like, I'm getting a point while I watch this. Now, this was a big mistake of mine. I was on in a hotel and I got a point of Guinness. So, number one rule, never get a Guinness in a hotel because it's probably been sitting there for fucking ages, boys. Right? But I'm telling you one thing. Robbie, you'll actually know the day after this. I definitely got fucking spiked or something. Because I do not remember after the second half of the rugby game. Now, I know we went down, we watched the first game, the first half. I had a point 
Um, half time, I know one of the lads handed me another point, and that's the last I remember. But um, for, the day, day for after, like, anyway. For like, yeah, this, um, for like the whole day. The whole day, yeah. The, the England uh, Wales game was the early game as well, so it was like Jesus. half two, half two, three o'clock. I cannot remember a fucking thing. So, um, oh. yeah, the night went anyway. Um, got up the next morning. I was, I woke up on the floor. I was bollock naked. Um, at least I was, I was in my room though. I was in my room, so that was that was a good thing. Uh, one of the boys had thrown a towel across uh, the nether regions. Just boys, Robbie's gone. Hi, Robbie. Oh, he's back. Yeah, so uh, one of the guys, just so Robbie doesn't miss this, one of the guys trying to, had thrown a towel across the nether regions. Uh, so obviously I, I get up, I ask what the story was. And then I start getting kind of little flashbacks of throughout the day. And um, the worst thing was I had to go work the next, I had to work that evening. And I was working with Robbie. And uh, But I remember it all. I remember the next day, but uh, I got a couple of flashbacks throughout the night. And uh, one of them was me. I definitely, I couldn't stop sweating. So I was feeling really, really warm. I was wearing a dicky bow um, and a shirt. And I had taken off my uh, vest, uh, whatever the fuck you call it. And uh, I couldn't unclasp the dicky bow. So somehow I managed to open the shirt, pull it out over my head. And my dicky bow was still on me. So obviously I woke up the next morning with the dicky bow on me and a towel and that was it. Um, another, another bit, right, because I was, I was passed out on the floor at the end of the bed and I was obviously sharing with, with another few lads. Uh, I woke up at about two or three o'clock in the morning uh, to the sound of one of my mates going at it in the bed with, with a woman. And I was like, what the fuck do I do? What do I do? So I just jumped up off the floor um, I'm not going to say his name. I was like, on the boy. And uh, I, ra- I ran to the bathroom. And at this stage, I think I was naked as well. So, uh, yeah. Um, the next day at work anyway, uh, Robbie had known I was absolutely dying. He put me to sleep in the back office. Like. So, um, that was <laughs> a bad day. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad day. Um, there was another one as well then. Um, this is a couple of years ago as well. But um, it's coming up to Valentine's Day. Get a text on my phone. Um, here look I don't think this is working out um, I don't want to see you again I was like who the fuck is texting me um, I didn't know I was in a relationship with the, with the woman um, didn't have her number saved on my phone so I had to text her I was like who's this <laughs> uh, so I got the big spiel anyway and uh, yeah it's the last, uh, last I ever spoke to them but uh, that's, I that's my she up what she no wonder she broke up with you. Yeah, number, exactly. Her yeah. Her phone. Didn't have her number saved on phone. But I say I was only with her two or three times. So, um, yeah. That's uh, the extent of my Valentine's Day, boys. Uh, nice. That was, a, that was a tough old day. Robbie, that was a tough day the day after in work. Yeah, I remember you telling me, like, you, I think you were saying you were down on the dance floor and then you went up for a shower. Like, this was like a normal thing that you would do. Uh, and I was like... I don't know about this. <laughs> I do not. I, I was just dancing, and I kind of—you were saying you were, you were really warm or something, and you had to take off your clothes and go for a shower. That was probably when I took off my shirt. Yeah. Yeah, you were saying like, "Oh yeah, I just got really warm, and I just tried to take off my clothes, and then I went up for a shower." And then the next thing I remember, <laughs> next thing I remember is like I woke up naked in the bed or something. Or you told me the story about you told me the story about your friend uh, 
who was uh, doing his thing or whatever. And uh, yeah, so I think that's pretty much how you told me the story. But uh, I was just trying to look after you for the rest of the day, you know. I yeah, yeah. I actually remember that night, Liam. And to be fair, that was completely out of character for you. Like. It was TJ in the bed. <laughs> it wasn't. I actually had I was had a training session in Offaly the next day, so it definitely wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm told anyway it was a great night and I enjoyed myself. So uh yeah. That's what I'm gonna take from that. So boys, I think we leave it there. Um happy out. Uh we definitely went over the forty minutes. So one hundred percent. We we another forty minutes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, thanks for joining us, boys. Um, Thank you. I've been Liam. You've been the lads. This has been <laughs> the two hands on our podcast. Uh, yeah, good luck. Pleasure, good luck. lads. Bye bye. Good luck. 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 Good luck.